Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Wow, and we're back on the sack! K-S-A-Q, it's 3.15 in the morning, and you just heard the Fondue's classic, Neckin' with my baby and my daddy's caddy. Mmm, what a time. It's Engineer Jim here, and we're playing the classic oldies all day and night, and 100.5, the sound. Yeah, woo! Now, before we get into one of my favorites, we got two tickets for Caller 900, the grand prize getaway to the jewel of the great white north, Peterborough. That's right. You'll get to see it all in Peter Patch with your bye. I mean, your bay. Now, these two definitely aren't bye, but if they were, I'd watch that action with a big old bucket of buttery popcorn. That's right, folks. It's the Jay and Dan Diddy that never goes out of style. Oh, yeah. And you're hanging on the sack with Engineer Jim 100.5 The Sack. Hashtag not. Welcome to the podcast. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. She was graphic with bananas and condoms. That'll make Jay and Dan happy. I always <laughs> wondered what it would be like to actually have sex with Sue uh, Everyone wondered that. That is also available as an accessory. And some people are like, oh, you guys are sellouts. Wow, wow. <laughs> we went out for a steak on Sunday night. <laughs> yes, for your birthday. Oh, Nelly was it, there? Oh, yeah, it was getting hot in there. Let's get it. Hot in there. Let's get it. Hot in there. Hey, happy birthday, people. Go f*** yourself. Oh, were you that kid, Dan? The subject is, you have ruined my boyfriend. Whoa. Sometimes when we talk on the phone late at night, he serenades me with the fart noises on your soundboard. <laughs> the most. This is very weird. Part okay. emoji. That's, I think that's good. That's Love enough. you, my babes. Yeah, that's enough. Another reminder. Okay. That's, <laughs> that that didn't work. <laughs> that did not work. Let's get it. Hot in there. Let's get it. Hot in there. It was getting hot in here. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. To the Jay and Dan podcast, uh, brought to you by no one. Yeah. It was getting hot in there. <laughs> we yeah. lost our sponsor again. We had a sponsor for one week. One week sponsor. <laughs> They're gone. But this time, we were the dumper, and they were the dumpy. They got dumped on. I can't wait till our next sponsor is going to drop out <laughs> mid podcast. Enron. Uh, and Ron, that's a timely reference. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, first off, apologies. Uh, no podcast last week. It yeah. was just uh, it was, uh, it was a crazy week of the studio. Mm. We couldn't get uh, everyone on the same schedule, and we said we can't all do it together. F off. It was really more me. Um, I was just trying to save you. I appreciate that, <laughs> uh, but I, I'll, I'll take one for the team here. I, I was sick, and I still am a bit sick. In fact, last week I was so sick that I understand Mike you have spliced together uh, how my voice was sounding last week uh, with a Canadian legend that might sound quite familiar. Yeah, striking resemblance. Let's try this. You know, the biggest TV stars these days are all sci-fi, right? Vampires, the undead. Still ahead. The Yankees are headed to the wild card game. 
So our expert will explain why a season's worth of work could rest on one man's shoulders. Nobody is as qualified to assist you as the good people at Optima Tax Relief. That was a great goal, Dan. We're just days ahead of a big light heavyweight title fight. If you had a crazy uncle who wrote something on the wall of the tomb of the pharaohs, Ancestry.com will have a copy of it. Coming up, we'll tell you why John Jones may be making an impact in the division sooner. It's pretty close. Later. <laughs> that was pretty thick, damn thick, good. Thick, 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 thick. <laughs> Alan off, Thick, yes. First off, is there anything Alan Thick does not pitch? No, I mean, but it, let's be honest. We'd be the same way. Oh, yeah. If Optimal Tax Relief sponsored <laughs> this podcast, we'd sign him up in a red second. If you have a crazy <laughs> uncle that wrote something on the tomb of the pharaohs. Ancestry.com. And you made fun of Mike check? for a timely reference with Enron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where's my check? You know uh, what else Alan Thicke would uh, sponsor? The Palomino Club. Alan Thicke, we haven't even had a podcast since he was singing Happy Birthday on the field to Tommy Lasorda at the Dodgers game, I don't think, have we? Didn't we? I thought we did. It was very strange how they... (laughs) Very strange. It was, yeah, Tommy Lasorda and Alan Thicke behind him just singing Happy Birthday to him and Lasorda looking very uncomfortable. Alan probably said, am I getting paid? They said, "Uh, sure, I'm there. I'll I'll be there. I'll get my car. We could send a car for you. No need. Uh... I'll drive. Uh, a lot's happened in the uh, in the time we were off. You were sick. Yep. Um I went to Vegas again. Dan had a baby. What? I did? No. Oh, okay. That was news to me. Okay. Uh, I visited <laughs> Canada. Air Canada. First off, I have to say, Air Canada, I love the airline. Uh, I've taken a lot of flights back to Toronto uh, since we've been here. Never once has it been late, ever. They're always on time. Mm-hmm. My, only, my only issue, turn the heat up. People were shivering. Their teeth were chattering. Yeah, but you got to know when you get on a plane now. You got to bring an extra layer. Oh, I do. I bring a. I wear a jacket, but some people get on there with shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, that's dumb. Then they're just dumb about it. Uh, yeah. So just. So you're freezing your nuts off on there. Yeah, I was shaking. Did you cuddle up with someone next to you? No, there's no next to you. Just had the whole row to yourself. I I, I did watch um. The film um. You peeing over there? On uh, <laughs> with the Beach Boy. Oh, Brian Wilson. Yeah, great flick. Yeah, everyone says it's awesome. Love and Mercy. Very well done. Yeah, everyone says it's great. It starts off with one guy playing him at the beginning and then John Cusack playing yeah. him at the end. Right? Cusack's great. Yeah, he's a great actor. Love that guy. Voice, so, voice you, of Ford now or Chevy? Uh, Chevy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So wait, so you were up in the Peter Patch and you went to the Pumpkin Patch, I saw. How's the Pumpkin Patch? Went to the Pumpkin Patch. It. I've got to say, Knox Farm in uh, Oshawa, beautiful Oshawa. Go check it out. They uh, they got a good batch of seeds because these were straight out of a <laughs> Knox Farm. We got a good batch of seeds. These My erections perfect... have returned. <laughs> they were perfect pumpkins, like straight out of like a pumpkin book. <laughs> what? It's but... the summer of Dan. <laughs> You're just having a wild time on the weekends, aren't you? You're just ripping it up. Look at these perfectly shaped pumpkins. I'm Dan O'Toole. <laughs> You ever seen a pig's penis? <laughs> Did you? Uh, and then you were in Vegas the week before, and you spent what seventeen hours at the craps? I played a lot of uh, craps. My uh, mm. buddy Dave was out from Canada, so uh, we actually we found a, a great system to to get to Vegas because there's there's no yeah. flights. Here's out a of- here's a terrific. Get there. <laughs> you go to the airport and you get on a plane. And you- All <laughs> aboard! But if you're leaving late, because we had to leave after our show on Saturday night, yeah. 
We took his rental car, drove it there, because the, the, the last flight out of LAX is like 10 o'clock. Drove his rental car there, left it there, and flew back. That is actually great. Um, oh, I, I had a 45-minute roll at one point on craps. Nice. I'd never been that. Hard. Everyone was, nice. it was like the movies. Everyone was like, Dan, and, and, Dan, my, and then Dan, my role Dan. ended, and then uh, the the dice started coming around. People would pass it. They said, "No, no, we want him to have again." I don't love that. So I'd get the dice dancer, yeah. and then right to the strip club. No. Okay. It I, was getting hot in there. <laughs> Did you see anyone cleaning any pools? <laughs> Went to the pool um, at Planet Hollywood. It's too hot. <laughs> That's the desert, Dan. <laughs> it was getting hot in there. It is the desert. <laughs> the middle of the desert. Um, you missed quite a night on Monday, Dan. And we were very yes. sad that you I missed it. I can't believe that I missed this. You had to go back uh, to Canada. We had arranged this for a long time. Robert Lucetich and Kyle Libby, two guys who work with us here at Fox. And a Robert's of, been on the podcast. Robert's yep. been on the podcast, our golf analyst. And his buddy, The Whip, is his name. The Whip. Got us tickets to the Tragically Hip. Oh, nice. The Hip, we're playing uh, a theater here in Los Angeles called the Wiltern. Awesome concert venue. Um, and it's on their fully completely tour. So they are playing the album fully completely from 1992 from front to back on this tour. In addition to other tunes. Right. Amazing. So we all go. Julie Stewart Binks comes. Producer Tim I even heard. comes out. I heard he wore shorts. Producer Tim wears shorts. <laughs> he wore uh, white uh, tube socks with his New Balance sneakers. <laughs> yes. He was looking sharp. Uh, Aaliyah Jasmine Silvani, who's also been on the podcast, she came out with her boyfriend. The who's Mike who of Canadians. It was uh, all Canadiana that night. And where did we start the night, Dan? At the Canadian Consulate here in Los Angeles. Only way to start a night. Why not, eh? In Hancock Park. Uh, the Consul General, James Villeneuve, and his wife hosted us. We had uh, drinks and booze. R- and we real question. Tunes. Do they serve Canadian wine and Canadian beer? They do. But by Canadian beer, I mean Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> <laughs> because James is a former Anheuser-Busch executive. He so he's gonna he's guy. gonna serve Budweiser. Yeah. So, by but, the way, I, I like the picture. You guys were all standing around him like yeah. he was the king of Canada. And he is. As far as I'm concerned, that's the only Canada I know, the Canadian consulate here in Los Angeles. And right down uh, the street is Jason Alexander's house from that place. It's a beautiful neighborhood, uh, Hancock Park, uh, beautiful neighborhood here in L.A. So we went over there, great time, had fun. And then we we take uh, we all Uber over to the venue, the Wiltern, very close by. And we see producer Tim standing on the corner right in front of the Wiltern. Uh, smoking a dart, waiting for us. We're yelling at him from our Uber. We pull up. <laughs> Tim walks up and says, Hi. I think I just saw, Tim walks up and says, Hi, I think I just saw uh, Dan Aykroyd. And sure enough, we're all standing there, and all of a sudden, a somewhat disheveled looking, dressed a little bit like a ticket vendor at a baseball game wearing <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, is walking by himself along Wilshire Boulevard, right in front of the Wiltern Theater, by himself, like he's lost. Hey, like, who's that good-looking guy? And so we, you know, let him walk by. I say, hi, Dan Aykroyd. And he says, gentlemen. And he keeps going. <laughs> and then he goes up and starts the scalpers who are standing outside. And Tim's like, yeah, that was, those are definitely the scalpers. I'm like, you're sure they're not the drug dealers? And he's like, no, they're the scalpers. And I'm like, the, the drug dealers are over there. Drug dealers are in the corner. <laughs> They're sitting down on the curb. I'm like, Dan Aykroyd introduced the Tragically Hip on Saturday Night Live. Why would he be 
trying to scalp tickets. That makes no sense. So then he starts walking back toward us, and we had an extra ticket. So someone says, why don't you just ask him if he wants that extra ticket? I'm like, sure, Aykroyd, okay. So Aykroyd walks by. I'm like, Dan, we've got an extra ticket. And he says, I live in Kingston. You honestly think I'm not set up for tickets? <laughs> <laughs> and keeps walking. And I say, Dan, I love your vodka. He says, great. And keeps going. Never saw him for the rest of the night. That's weird. I don't know what he was doing out there. Just wandering Maybe around. he just was checking the price. See. Maybe see he wanted he to sell him. Maybe he'd seen him a few times on the tour and he was like, yeah, that's enough. Are you still allowed to call them scalpers? Oh, we're going to get into this whole politically. I don't know. I don't know today's yeah. society. I don't know. It's not a reference to Native Americans. You're cutting I mean, we're going back to the Seinfeld episode. Enron. What, they did an episode on that? Scalpers? Yeah. No, but remember he was dating the Native American woman. Mm. And, then, <laughs> and they got the cigar store Indian and all that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, back in Canada, I watched uh, Drive again. What a flick! Okay. I'm starting That's Ryan Gosling. All right, so back to the back to the concert. Good flick. So we get into the concert, <laughs> and first of all, I see a guy. He's like 70 years old, and he's wearing a Peterborough Pete's jersey. Yes, unbelievable. He comes up to me. He says hi. He says, uh, "Where's Dan?" I said, "He's back in uh, Canada." I said, "Did you know he's from Peterborough?" He's like, "He's not from Peterborough." He's from a farm outside of Peterborough. I'm just a pig farmer from Peterborough. So I don't know if this guy knew you or he was waiting for you, maybe waiting to kill you there. Maybe it's a good (laughs) idea you didn't show up. Uh, Yeah, our farm was a kilometer outside the city limits. We were in Otonabee. So this is the weird thing. You go see the hip. I hadn't seen him for 20 years. Last time I saw him was 94, Day for Night Tour, Maple Leaf Gardens. Gord Downey, weirdo. Oh, yeah. You don't know what you're getting. He goes on tangents. And the band just has to sit there and wait for him to break back in. And, and they're tight. Like, yeah. they sound amazing. The band still sounds terrific, super tight. And they play Grace 2 is the first song they play. Oh. So they start in with that. Great song what to start song. with, right? They're razor sharp. Like, they're just recording the, the song. He's, like, two verses behind. And, like... Whacked out of his mind. I'm like, I know that's how you go see the hip. You know, you don't know what you're getting with Gord Downey. But... Maybe stay with the band at the very least. Mm-hmm. Sing the right lyric with the right piece of music. Possibly. What, what song set the room off? I gotta be honest. None? I think most of the room was just there to just get destroyed. <laughs> we, sat, we sat at the bar in the back and, and we got bombed. Like, I had bourbon after bourbon. We Ugh. went to this bar called the Jumbo's Clown Room yeah. afterward. We have to open up a bar like this. I think this. Bobby D was wearing a shirt. You got I remember that time. Okay. We were talking so to him. Please Where do you describe get that shirt? it because it sounds terrifying. It's so it's a, in a strip mall like all businesses in Los Angeles are. And it's a dive bar that is also a strip club. Is that an accurate yeah. way of describing it? Oh yes. And <laughs> and it's amazing because again, I we've talked about this on the podcast. If you get fully nude in a strip club in LA, you can't serve alcohol. So they don't get fully nude, bra and panties. The girls are not what I would call typical strippers. They're all attractive. <laughs> typical Dancers. Stripper. They're not they're like not typical strippers. They're not silicone enhanced porn star looking strippers. They're a little more truck stop strippers. That's fair. Yeah. Truck stop strippers, but in a good way. Like I'd rather be on my computer. Fabulous way. Right. And there's and there's way more <laughs> women. Like obviously women are like, this is cool to come to this place. Way more women oh, yeah. in there than a normal strip club. Yes. And a great f- 
atmosphere. Like, what a good time we Amazing have. place to go and hang with your friends and get drunk. Could, can't recommend it enough. We've got to have here. a podcast night there. Maybe we oh, all go there. Awesome. Maybe we go there for our next podcast night. Place is great. So, yeah. You know, uh, Courtney Love used to be a dancer there. Okay. So Ugh. is that, like, where she was discovered? Kind of, yeah. Really? Yeah. See, that makes sense. The Courtney Love type. That's the kind of girl <laughs> yeah. who's dancing. Yeah. So... Yeah. You have to guess if they have a heroin addiction? Pretty much. Delicious. I think it's, you just assume that. They yeah, I, I I think odds are much better that they do than they don't yeah. there, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. We haven't yeah. mentioned who our guests are today. Oh, we have a great pod on today. Yeah, we're so gonna... excited. And Jim, I know, is excited, too, because oh, yeah. he's been listening to this band. You probably notice, if you're watching the video portion, the, uh, the entry onto the Canadian Wall of Fame is not up. That's because they're going to be in studio. Uh, the Sheepdogs. Are two members of the Sheepdogs, Ewan Curry, the lead singer, and his brother Seamus, who plays Keys, are going to be here. They're on their way from the Sunset Strip right now. They're playing the Roxy on the Sunset Strip tonight. Awesome. So you, if we weren't working tonight, could yes. have seen the Hip and the Sheepdogs. I know. In one week, as Canadian as it gets. Yeah. And then we also have Ray Ferraro on. Chicken Parm's going to talk hockey. This opening is... date. We're taping this on the opening night of the NHL season. Uh, the Blue Jays. Uh, uh, before we call him, Jim, before we call him. Oh, very quickly, can we talk about the Palomino Club? Because I've got so many tweets, and I'm sure Dan did too, about the Palomino Club relocating in Winnipeg. Short story, the Palomino Club is like the Jumbo's Clown Room of Winnipeg, but without strippers, just actual cougars getting dirty on the dance floor. And this is a quick story what's going on. Set to close, but will likely resurface downtown. The Palomino Club has been a Portage Avenue fixture since 1988. It's set to close January 2nd, so a developer can turn the property into condos. However, managing partner Carrie Paul owns the name and plans to open the world-famous Palomino Pub and Club across from MTS Center in early February. He hopes to retain staff and keep the club's atmosphere at the new location. He's got to bring that sign with the horse. Tough to keep an atmosphere of a bar that's been around since 88 and has so much dirty going on. But hopefully he does, because that's great. If it's across from the MTS Center, then people can leave a Jets game, go right to the PAL. Oh, yeah, that's right? a good Right, across, across the street. That's i got to get up night. to a Jets game this year. That's oh, going to happen. Yeah, for that sure. is happening. For sure. How about that for a podcast night? We go up to a Jets game. Are there direct flights out later? What are no. No? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I do know if it was with Air Canada, it would be on time. Great airline. What a great It'd be cold, though. It would be f***ing cold. Okay, let's call Ray. Uh, Ray Ferraro. Oh, the best part. <laughs> Guy sits down in front of me. And uh, we had to walk past the uh, the lie flat beds. I, it's very sad when you have to walk past those. So jealous. You weren't flying first class. No. Guy guy sits down in front of me. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the flight attendant comes by. He's like, "Excuse me." And the gentleman says, "Yeah, I wonder. Can I just sit up there in one of those?" He's like, looks at him. He's like, "No, <laughs> but there's no one there." He's like, "You have to pay extra for that." He's like, "Oh, okay." So he didn't know how first was, class worked. He thought it was first come, first come, first serve. First, serve. first guy on the plane, you get that. <laughs> See, that would be cool. But then it would be just like mayhem to get on that, that plane. Do you remember fight. Greyhound Airlines? Greyhound started oh, an airline. Did. My sister flew with them. It was rush seating. God. <laughs> how early would you get to a flight to sit in one, to lock to down one of those class. lay down beds? Depends on how far I was going. If I was going overseas, yeah, I'd get there. seven, eight days before. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'd have a tent pitched. I'd hang out like I was waiting for tickets. Yeah. 
to a good concert. Um, very quickly, as we're calling Ray, you all right there? I spilt all over me. Had some problems. You're like my daughter. She drools all over herself all day long. <laughs> Teething? I think so. Uh, Maybe just gumming? Gumming. <laughs> you know what's funny? You would have no idea the NHL season is starting down here. Nope. You'd have no clue. No, college football and uh, NFL are just and the major league it. baseball baseball playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, that was a boring ass game last night. Yankees and Astros. But you got yeah. baseball playoffs, college football, NFL. You would have no clue. I, I bet you if I asked a hundred people in Los Angeles, do you know when the NHL season starts? Ninety nine of them would have no idea. You no. could ask the same question probably in two weeks and you get the same answer. Probably. Well into it. What do you do about it? I was talking to my wife about this today. How do you get around that? Do you start the season later or sooner? I don't know what to do. Because I said, well, maybe they could have started it Saturday. Nope, college football all day. Maybe they could have started it Sunday. Nope, NFL, Monday night, NFL, Tuesday night, baseball game. Tonight, baseball game. There's, there's, I don't know. They just can't win. It's also, it's also going to get kind of lost in the shuffle in Canada. No, I know it's Canada and people are going to pay attention, but the Jays. Although the Jays are playing afternoon baseball. Sorry. What's the, NBA, what's the NBA launch like in Canada? It's big in Toronto. Out, what about outside of Toronto? Non-existent. So similar. Practically, and I apologize if people are offended by me saying that. That's a big generalization, but no, not that many people care about the raps outside of Toronto. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm wrong, but it's a, a much, it's a huge thing in Toronto, but not so much outside. Of by the way, <clears throat> the border guards, uh, when you cross back into the states, they all watch our show every time. They're like, hey, hey watch you guys show. That's Perfect. Awesome. So we, does that mean we can get drugs? Yeah. We're big with border guards. Let's start bringing some OxyContin back for some of the NHL players. Whoa, too soon. Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> speaking of NHL players, uh, one of the greatest of all time is joining us now. Ray Ferraro on the phone from Toronto. Right. You guys remember this place? Yeah, yeah. buddy. We remember you. We miss you. We got one of our uh, Mike Botticella, one of the guys working on the podcast, he's uh, from the New England area, and he is wearing his Hartford Whalers T-shirt in honor of you today, Ray. There, there may be no greater emblem in pro sports. God, this, this is, is true. Whaler. You're so right about Ray, that. Ray, we were just talking about how the start of the NHL season, unless you're a diehard fan down here in the States, gets lost in the shuffle. Did you experience that, too, when you played in the States? Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much going on, but when is the right time? You know, like Exactly, the, yeah. There, there isn't. I mean, the start of any season is kind of, oh, I don't know. I mean, there's so the season's so long. Short of the NFL or the you know college football, which you know are, are such, you know, so many less games. You the start of the season's there, and it's really nice, and then it just kind of goes away for a bit, and the enthusiasm takes quite a while before it might rebuild itself. But you know, we'd we'd play. You know, we'd get going. I played in Hartford, New York, and L.A. and Atlanta, and Man, it's baseball playoff time. It's you know the football yeah. season's up and running, and it's. I, I don't think there is a there is not a right time for hockey to start, and owners would love to push it back as much as they could. But the simple fact is, with eighty two games, you need the time. Yeah. Uh- how nuts is Toronto right now with Babcock there? Because even when Jay and I was there, were there, we would be leading with uh, with injury news on a player that no one's ever heard of outside of Toronto. So I can just imagine the coverage now is about sixty minutes a night on the Leafs. Well, it is. Except the the only thing that's different is that the I, I guess I would equate it to this. It's almost like a college football team where the the star attraction is the coach. Yeah, right. You know, he's he's bigger than the team, and 
quite frankly, they're not going to be very good this year, and everybody knows they're not going to be very good. And so everybody's looking for signs of, uh, okay, how are we going to tell exactly that they're better? You know, it's going to be that, you know, what can Babcock do with these with this collection of guys? Can he make them more structured? Can he make them look more organized on the ice? Because last year, it was it was mind numbing to do the games as I <laughs> at the end of the year. Like I, you'd go and watch, and you're like, oh my god, they're not even close. They're not even close to being not close. It, it was it was a mess. And so there is so much work to do here. And they all know there's all kinds of work to do. But the one thing that's going to save the Leafs here in the, in the short term is the city has gone absolutely wild for the Blue Jays. There it is. Yeah. Well, didn't Babcock you know, like, come out and say he wants them to make a, a long run so they can kind of get buried? Uh, <laughs> he did, and, but I don't know that the run can be long enough. <laughs> yeah, um, Ray, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> so now move, moving west, I want to move out west a little bit. Um, today I saw the Oilers. Andrew Ference did an interesting thing. He was the captain of the team. He's obviously not going to get the same amount of minutes on the blue line that he was getting in the past. So he has essentially given up the captaincy, and now they're going with, I think, four or five assistant captains. What do you think of this concept from that team? Well, if, if they're – if there wasn't a Connor McDavid in the mix, I would say the whole thing is kind of goofy. Right. But, but here's the problem. So you've got a player in Ference who's not going to play every night. And so both he and the team know that his impact is, has far been minimized than what it would be on a normal circumstance. So they all come to the conclusion he doesn't need to be, or he isn't going to be the captain. So they've got really three young guys in Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, and, and uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And any one of them perhaps could be the captain. But you have this generational player in Connor McDavid. And for people that haven't watched him, the guy is amazing. He's just an amazing young player. In all likelihood, he's probably in the mix to be the captain within two years. They're right. going to pull a Sidney Crosby. Right. When he's 20 years old, Gabe Landeskog, they did it in Colorado. So what are you going to do? You're going to name one of these young guys captains for two years, and then you're going to be back in this spot. Yeah, you can't do it. it. It's just the, the, the oddest of circumstance, but I think they did the right thing, and, and they'll rotate the assistant captains around for the most part. Of the Canadian teams, who's the best Canadian team going into the season? Uh, Montreal. I, yeah. I don't Can they think score goals this year, though? Oh, I don't know. I just watched their first power play, and it didn't really look that fantastic. Um, uh, but I think they can score a little bit more, but they don't have to score a lot more. They've got the best goalie in the game, I believe, in Carey Price. They've got among the league's best two or three defense groups. Um, if they can get a little bit of offense, um, a little bit more offense, rather, from their secondary guys, like Alex Gilchenyuk is going to be a key for them. He's a, just a 21-year-old kid who can really play the game. If he can score a bit, Maybe it'll be enough for them. I mean, I'm sure they'd love to score more, but, I mean, their team is built on on the blue line and in goal. Ray, you're out in Vancouver. What's what's the vibe? It's such a weird thing there right now. I the can't tell if they're there. rebuilding yeah. or they're sort of half rebuilding and Miller's there. Like, where, where are they going right now? Uh, they're, I, they've got a foot in, in the future and a foot in the past, and I think it's really difficult to do both. Um, you're looking at... Uh, older players like Ryan Miller and the Sedins and uh, Alex Burroughs and Dan Hamhuse. And so you've got the guys like that. And then you've got these young kids 
Three of them made the team this year out of camp. Jared McCann's 19, uh, Jake Vertanen's 19, and uh, Ben Hutton is like 22. He's just out of college. And so you got the, and Bo Horvat, who's 20, uh, who played last year. So you got these really young guys and you got these really old guys and nothing in the middle. And it's like anything. If you try to do two things at the same time, most of the times you're not very successful at it. Ray, we tried to do that down here on Fox Sports Live, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it doesn't work. It, but it's almost like, I don't know, but I can't do, I can barely do one thing at a time. Yeah. And so, like, they're trying, you know, the owner wants them to make the playoffs. The management knows, hey, we're not good enough, and we got to get young guys in here. So they're, they're kind of trying to serve two masters, and man, it, in, in my opinion, it just never works. And is uh, the Calgary Flame, was that just a, a blip last year, or is this team for real? That was a shot out of the dark last year. I couldn't believe how many times they were down a couple of goals, yeah. or a goal in the third, and they came back and won. But you know what? I think they're pretty good. Um, they've got an excellent defense as well, really mobile. They're aggressive. They skate. And they've got a lot of talent up front. They've got a lot of guys that can score. They've got a lot of guys that are pretty nifty. Um, they got a, in my opinion, a young superstar on the horizon in Sean Monahan. Um, he is a he is a fantastic player, um, and so I, I don't know that he's that different than style wise from Jonathan Taves. Wow, um, he's big and he's really determined. That's um, high praise. Calgary's good. Calgary's good. What about uh, Winnipeg? This Bufflin situation is interesting to me, Ray, because I like him so much on that team, but if it, it feels like he's already on his way out is that sort of the consensus 100 percent, jam with you man it sounds like you know they're not going to be able to come to a contract uh, resolution with them i don't think um so you've i mean and this is a tricky contract so you, you got a guy making about five and a half or six million dollars already hmm. um he's in his he's right near 30 years old and he's probably going to want five or six years on his contract at seven million dollars roughly uh. there and at no point has he shown any willingness to, um, you know, or, or he doesn't give you any confidence that at age 35 he's <laughs> going to be in great shape to play. You love him as a, maybe as a $5 million guy, but as a $7 million guy, he'd kill you, I think. Uh, well, he would, not now, not in the next year or two, but as you get older and it gets harder and harder to stay in shape and harder and harder to, to keep up to the young guys that are coming in, his track record has not been. Yeah, he's always going to battle weight. He's all. It is. It's just. It's. It's a. It's just the way he is. It's the. You got to take the good with the bad, I guess. Because he's. I don't know that there's a more unique player in the NHL. I mean, the guy weighs 250 pounds. <laughs> he's like a linebacker on skates. He's got great hands. And he, if you need him at forward, they play him at forward. You play him on defense, he plays there too. It is amazing. Speaking of great hands, how many goals does Phil Kessel uh, score this year? Over under 40. Uh, I picked over, but I didn't pick 50. I picked like 42. I think he's going to have a heck of a year. And if there's any, if there's any wonderment, what he'd do with a with a great center, well, we're about to find out. Yeah, because I saw a picture of him. Me, it's Malkin. I saw a picture of him at camp. Something I'd never seen. He was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of you know. There's a couple of things I'm sure he loves. Dan is that he gets he gets to go to Pittsburgh, where okay, they're gonna they're gonna be a playoff team. Well, that's that's something he hasn't seen before. He's going to play with a great centerman, either Crosby or Malkin. And the third thing is the press is never going to come and talk to him. <laughs> That's right. Because exactly. they're going to go to the other guys, and he will love that. Yeah. 
Um, before we let you go, Ray, your quick thoughts on the World Cup of Hockey. I am very anti-World Cup of Hockey. I won't get into why because everyone on the podcast knows why. I'm much more... I'm, I'm, I love the Olympic participation, and this World Cup thing bothers me. Just curious, you as a former player, you're so involved in the game, your thoughts about the whole concept. Um, I, don't, I love best-on-best best tournaments. I don't think there will ever be anything as good as the Olympics. Everything else seems, um, seems manufactured to right. me. Uh, the fact that there's two teams in there that are made-up teams, <laughs> yeah. to That's, me, just that, that I, I just... I just can't get past it. I mean, like, it's it's one thing. So you're going to have a you know the 23 and under, or 24 and under, whatever it is, Canadian and American guys playing together. How about the extra European team, whatever they're going to call them? And so, basically, Kopitar you, and a bunch of dudes. Right. And so, who's going to coach them? Right. And and what if they win a medal? What song are they going to play? Are they going to play a European hip hop song? <laughs> I know who's going to coach them, Ray. What's their uniform going to be? What is their like I don't. It'll just be a picture of Arthur's Urbe. That's it. <laughs> nice. That would be solid. And, but I don't think I don't like. To me, it just has the those two teams have the smell of. Okay, what are we going to do with the rest of it? We want eight teams, but we don't. The other teams aren't. The other countries maybe aren't good enough. Hey, why don't we just make up two teams? That's, that's literally what, that's what they what said. Yeah. Like. The NA, yeah, they've already got their money for this. They've already got their broadcast deal, so they're just like making it up as they go. Yeah, I, I am not. Um, I, I am not. I'm not totally anti against it because I like the best on best. But when the NHL players went back to the Olympics, um, I, I believe anything else past the Olympics is only about revenue anyway. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not. You know, I'm not jumping up and down to watch it. And Ray, we can't let you go without uh, you having to play our our very uh, famous game. It's called. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We fire questions at you, and I believe, do we have questions from the Twitters? We do. Oh, okay. And Mike's going to read the questions to you, right? All right. This first one's from Rusty Outhouse. Favorite jersey you wore? Oh, Whalers. True. That's what he said. He said any answer other than the Whalers is ridiculous. Wait, wait, true. true. It's not true, false, Mike. No, he just <laughs> answers it. He said true. he agreed with. You, oh, your agreed answer with. was correct, Rusty Ray. Outhouse agreed with you, Ray. And the reason I liked it is the most creative design of all of them. I oh, love it. It's such a great jersey. Great. Uh, next one is from Barold Bonds. What's the most bizarre incident you've ever seen besides the Patrick Stefan incident? Uh... uh <laughs> on the ice, I guess. The yeah, I guess that would right. be on the ice. Though. Yeah, um, that's the fun one. Was bizarre. Yeah, that's that's a tough. One. I I would say, hmm, what would it be? I mean, a goal from center ice or a goal, you know that that's that's always odd as it would be. I will say one of the funniest things that I ever saw on the ice, which maybe would fit into here, was our coach in Atlanta pulled the goalie. We we're down three nothing. He wanted to break the shutout, and as we're going out for the faceoff. Andrew Brunette, good buddy of mine, my left winger, he comes up to me. I think he's going to tell me a, a play here that we're going to, you know, how we're going to break the shutout. He says, shoot it in the corner and I'll fall on it. He goes, that way nothing bad can happen. <laughs> I used to love when NHL defensemen would just freeze the puck with their skate on the yeah. boards and no one would try to get it. <laughs> oh, and you just, you all just stood there. We all stood there and we're like, well, blow the whistle then. <laughs> Ray, did you ever play on ice that was so bad? You're like, we cannot play a hockey game on this in the NHL? Yes, we used to play... Um, uh, we used to play those neutral site games, 
and we went to Tampa. It was in the in the building where the where the Rays play. You know, the big dome, the trop, the, the trop. And, and they they had the shortcut putting the ice in because I don't know what happened. Anyway, we were skating, we were playing Boston and warm up, and Glenn Featherstone was this like two hundred and forty five pound defenseman for the Bruins. He cut through the ice and he hit one of the pipes. Oh, no. And this green ooze crap came up. And everybody's like, what is that, Freon? We can't be out here. <laughs> so we Plutonium? All game, I don't know what it was. The game got canceled? Yes, that was it. <laughs> Do you miss- I, don't know that they, I don't know that they were ready for NHL hockey quite yet because yeah. we went out for warm-up and there were no nets. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were, our goalie Just was standing in, the, standing in the crease with no net. And so we go over and we say to the workers, hey, could you guys grab the nets? They're like, now? We're like, yeah, now. Yes, please. We'd like to take some shots. Let's talk about Ottawa. I want to, because we, we, Ottawa's always the forgotten team. Very quickly, you have Bobby Ryan. Uh, Alfredson's there. I'm intrigued about this, Ray. Is Alfredson going to eventually be the next GM of the Ottawa Center? Uh, my guess is yes. Um, he didn't come there, uh, come back to the organization to be a ceremonial guy that just sits around and, you know, goes to the game once in a while. He is, um, he's a pretty smart guy. He's, uh, he's well, he's well positioned to, you know, to be, uh, an important figure in the organization. And he's working with the, with the general manager, Brian Murray, the assistants, he's seeing a a little bit of how the scouting department works. So he's kind of getting a, an education like Steve Eiserman got in Detroit from Ken Holland and their group. And eventually a great player in Eiserman, became the general manager in Tampa, and that's what I think will happen and, with Alfredson. And Alfie is maybe, if not, the nicest NHLer I've ever met, besides you, Ray. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure I rate up there <laughs> somewhere. But You're up there Alfie, somewhere. Alfie, put it this way, Alfie is an, um, is an amazingly nice guy. We, are, we compile a list of the worst Swedish people we know, and the <laughs> list is at zero. It's true. <laughs> And they also they're, they're, make, the nice, they're the nicest people around. And then they, they lose their accents. It's like you can't even tell that they're Swedish after. I remember like uh, Forsberg after a while. It's like, did you grow up in like Dolphins? Lidstrom too. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Ray, it's awesome having you on. Um, have a terrific season. Can we check in with you maybe halfway through the season and see how all of our predictions were all totally off? No, that would, that would be perfect. We had to predict our playoff teams. I'm sure I got half of them right. It's a joke. I mean, you're just taking pot shots anyway. And, and I'll make sure they polish up that statue of you guys right at the front door. And we really oh, appreciate it. Oh, very you. quickly, Ray. Cup winner. Who, who do you like? Uh, I got Washington and oh. Anaheim in oh. the cup. And uh, I picked Anaheim. Wow, Washington. Braden Holtby, good year for him, I bet. Yeah, him. And I, I, I don't know. I just think they're really good. They got yeah. They got some really good young players. They got probably the best scorer in the game and um maybe it's their time and the ducks are going to score a shitload of goals this year oh my god they are they have they have the potential to score bundles they are and i i think the key is going to be for them their young d are now a little more experienced and um i i think they're about ready to take the next step we miss you ray i miss you guys too tall and short of it (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> that is Ray Ferraro of uh, TSN, Hockey Insider, uh, all-around nice guy, uh, nicknamed Chicken Parm because he ate chicken parm before every game, correct? He was, uh, yeah, I think so. He was like uh, a pretty tenacious hockey player. He was you know, as nice as of a guy as he is on the phone. He was, he, yeah. was, he would f- Yeah, he was known to have a temper. Yeah, he had a bit of a temper. Yeah, short fuse.
could he score goals? In junior, he's like a legend. Mike, did you go Great to Great stash? Too. Did you go to Whalers games? Yeah, we had season tickets. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 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 Brass Bonanza. Like, oh, man, yeah. yeah. We were like eight rows behind the goal. Like Liu was in goal. And Mike Liu. Liu. Now yeah. a player agent. Yeah. He yeah. could be our agent. He had a great mask. He did. Yeah. The white. That was probably the, the best team mask. they ever had. Like Liu, uh, Francis, Alf Samuelson, Deneen. Alfie right? could be a head coach someday soon. Remember that video we have of Alfie spelling that fart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was that this past season, I think? Yeah, he was coming off the ice because he's an assistant in New York, yeah, and they showed right. the players coming back into the room. And he's behind a, a, a train of players, and someone <laughs> their pants someone or something. Someone crop dusted. And he just goes, oh, and like waves it away from his face. Alfie, not, not subtle. Or it could have just been the equipment, because hockey equipment, come on. It's the most disgusting smelling thing it, in the world. It is <clears throat> impossible to get the smell of hockey gloves off your hands, but... If you use shaving cream, I think, and get the smell out of your hand. That's a good drop right there. And it, uh, as we wait for our second guest, Ewan from the uh, Sheepdogs, I, I think it's time. Uh, we'll just read it. We'll touch our bag and then get to Jim. I love it. Time to touch our bag. Pat, you awake? <laughs> it's time to touch their bag. Well, to Pirates Jay and Dan Mailbag. <laughs> the reason being... This first one is directed at Jim. I love it. This is from Dirk. Okay. Subject for Jim. I would like to get into listening to music on vinyl, and I'm wondering what's Jim's choice when it comes to turntables, amps, speakers, etc. I love this. Nothing too expensive, but nothing cheaply built either. Have a great day, everyone, at the podcast. Something with good value that will last him. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, do, do, do you go to a retro store? Do you buy brand new? What do you do? Uh, you know, uh, something that's very affordable, that's pretty solid, uh, and I know, Jay, you probably have something maybe a little bit more higher end, but, like, Techniques makes a great turntable right now. That's, like, you know, something you can just go to the store and buy, and they have it everywhere. And so that so they always made, what was the 1200 or whatever, like the sort of legendary DJ turntable. But, like, a company like that will always make a, a more affordable Piece yes, of equipment. correct. That's a good idea to get into. Okay, so tech- yeah. and oh. techniques about, is, is. And what about uh, receivers? Same. Um, you know, uh, I like I love Macintosh. You know, yeah. there's all sorts of cool stuff out there. You know, the high end banging old you, stuff or if whatever. You can but afford Macintosh, buy it. Yeah, it, it's really good stuff. Yeah, that's amazing you know? stuff. I, you know, what I was gonna say, Jim. Like, what do you think of? I always tell people to buy. If they can find it, and it's all easy to find, like vintage '70s Marantz or Pioneer. Receivers. Absolutely, absolutely, Marantz are great. Pioneers, great. As a matter of fact, somebody this past week had uh, tweeted me that they're uh, refurbishing uh, a Pioneer receiver, and uh, they're they're fantastic. I grew up with those. My, all my friends had those. They have a nice warm sound. Yeah, and yeah. Marantz too. You know, really good, really good stuff. You can't go wrong with any of that stuff. Um, I will say, f- speaker wise, there's there's so many choices out there. Like I was telling you guys before, I I have like some Kef uh, speakers, but those are pretty expensive. That's pretty high in British. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just bought a pair of Harbeths, Jim. Which are awesome. I paid a stupid amount for little speakers, and <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah, that those are phenomenal speakers. They're great. Uh, I think it's like 
you know, buy the, it's like anything, buy the best thing you can afford. Yeah. I mean, really, even like Boston Acoustics makes right. some okay. I mean, like those are really affordable speakers. Right. Like right. if you can't go out and buy yourself some bookshelf Boston Acoustic speakers, then don't bother buying anything. Right. You That's know? a fair. I like that. That's you know good. what I mean? And I'm not saying those are anywhere near the best, but you can have fun and listen to some cool stuff with that. Like you could get an affordable system like uh, a Technics turntable, maybe Boston Acoustics or Infinity Speakers, speakers or something like that, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, a Denon or, you know, some sort of type receiver. Like buy something used and you'll get probably more for your money. That I way. totally agree with that. Yeah. You just got to make sure it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't agree more uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do something here. Speaking of fun, Jim, we're going to play uh, a game with Dan mm. called Pop Star or Porn Star. And Danielle's uh, back. Danielle's fabulous. back. Hi, Danielle. Pop Star come, come on or in Porn here. Star. Okay, come on in. How are you? Nice to see you. Uh, Danielle's back. You remember when Danielle replaced Patrick, and we all hoped that was permanent, and it turns yeah. out it yeah. was only temporary. Um, so now, I'm so gonna warn you. I ate a lot of garlic at lunch. Sounds oh. hot. So great. It's a small room. No, it's okay. <laughs> we'll keep like our a lot, distance. A lot. Yeah, we'll we'll keep we'll keep our. What distance. did you just have a, like a garlic sandwich? Um, I had some lettuce with like a whole bunch of garlic on it. Just nice. a garlic wrap. Just yeah, garlic. I'll take the garlic oil. wraps. Mm-hmm. At Do you most. have some cloves of garlic? Do you want anything else? <laughs> no, just the cloves. I just give me a lettuce to wrap the garlic in. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's good. Well, you you won't get sick. No. That's the good thing. I, I, I live off of garlic. I'm good. Um, okay, so we're going to play pop star porn star. How does yeah. this work? We have, a, we have a stinger for it, but uh, Dan said he wouldn't know any pop star. So we have uh, 10 names. Some are pop stars, some are porn stars. Dan's going to tell us which oh, is I'm which. I'm going to nail this. This is going to be so easy. We'll see. It's time to play pop star or porn star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Porn star was that? Sound like she was yawning. <laughs> Maybe she's just bored with the scene. Okay, Danielle. Right. First, what's the first pop star or porn star? Pop star or porn star? Katie Morgan. Porn star. Correct. Yes. Oh. Do we have any, mu- do we have any we music go. we can play underneath this? I can try to find some. I didn't know we had a game today. Oh. oh. Emails. <laughs> when did, what time, do you want to check the timestamp on that email? Wow. Oh. Oh. It was like a, a good uh, 45 minutes before. Too soon. Yes. Yes. You right. guys hate each other. Yeah, there's a lot of animosity at that side no, of the room, no. Danielle. Aha, uh-huh. oh, very why? funny. <laughs> Danielle, you might have to. Is Mike a Cubs fan or something? No. I wish Mike no. died. No. <laughs> no. Why why the hate? There's Patrick no hate. Patrick just hates. Him. Oh. Okay. okay. Next. That's good music. Okay, next. Paulina Rubio. Ooh. Hmm. Pop star. Correct. Boom! Oh, oh, two, two for two. All right. Um oh, I forgot how to pronounce this one. Go go for it. Sonny Leone. Good. Son, I know Taya Leone, Sonny Leone, porn star. Right again. <laughs> yes. Dave he knows is, his porn. He really he knows really his porn. He knows his three. porn. Three for three. Oh, this one's so easy. Faith Evans. 
That's a singer. Yep. Thought maybe Dan might not know. Excellent. Don't make Bruce it too hard for Springsteen. you. Bruce <laughs> Springsteen. Porn star. Okay, uh, you ready? Yep. Zendaya. Ooh. Zendaya. I, that's a pop star. Yes. Wow. wow. This Damn. guy is killing it. Thank you. Kylie Minogue. Okay, Mike. Oh, come Mike. On. Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> the game's over. <laughs> Mike. Is... Kylie Minogue. Hey. Ma- Madonna. Kylie Minogue, Mike. You know, Jack Widow, baby. Oh my God! Now she's gonna make it too hard for her. Kylie she's had like Minogue. huge, massive yeah. pop hits. A long the time ago. Spice Girls. All right. <laughs> are we still All right. Do, are we okay, let's keep going. One more. One more. One more, Daniel. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Snickers Stallion. Oh, that's a porn star. It's got to be. Actually, it's just, you know when you take, like, your first pet oh. and the name of the street that you worked, lived on? Oh, that's yours? That's my poor name. Snickers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. so, okay, that was nice. good. Oh, nice. That doesn't count. Let's Snickers do Stallion. <laughs> Snickers sta- Stallion was your street? Yeah. Oh, mine's yeah. Stallion. Mine's Gerard Hudson. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Hudson. <laughs> okay, let's do one more. Um, Brie Olson. Ooh. I've heard that. Isn't she like dating someone? Ooh. Brie Olson. You've got all the information, Dan. I'm going to go porn? Yes. <laughs> Who is she? Is she dating? Uh, she was dating Charlie Sheen, I think. For Yes, her. that's why. She was her, one of the. So sh- I've heard. She was in the house when he was crazy. Yeah, I think she was. That's how She I was one it. of the two girls living with us. She, she was the- winning. She was <laughs> winning. At the time, she was winning. How has no one done a documentary on that Charlie Sheen going crazy? Uh, that, well, there's no reason. Hey, period. we're in Hollywood. Why don't we do it? Okay, we'll pitch it. Okay, one Danielle more. Danielle can Okay, one more. Okay. Um, Belladonna. Mm. Porn? Yep. Damn. <laughs> I like how, Dan, I like how for the porn star once he does this. Oh, I don't know. Uh, porn? <laughs> like, like he doesn't know exactly who the porn stars are. I, I, how would I know Belladonna? How would you know Belladonna, Dan? <laughs> Is that a woman? She's like the, one of the top five earners. In By the erections of return. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this is a treat, and I don't yes. smell any garlic. Yeah, That's I don't smell no? any. None. No. None. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, wait, it's coming. Here it is. You got a little? Hold on. It's coming all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know right. what Dan does on his Fox computer all the time. Yeah, toolsy. Can you get all that stuff on your work computer? I don't think so. No wonder you guys are always so busy on the computer. Um, I'm getting a new computer. Oh, perfect. You can just fill that up with Belladonna porn. First thing that you need to know is that the internet is amazing. Uh, Danielle, thank yeah. you thank so you. much for thank stopping by. We, uh, we love when you stop by. Uh, and, and just enjoy that car. <laughs> I knew I knew. That's yeah, specifically yeah. for us. Thank you. Uh, Thank any you. word on our next guest? Uh, Stuck in traffic? Two minutes away. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. What time are we at right now? Oh, we're okay. okay. Oh, okay. We're all right. We're going to touch right. our bag a bit more. Oh, I'm worried about him getting back for a sound check. We'll have to ask it's him. time yeah. to touch their bag. The this is from Dan uh, Mailbag. This is from Connor Wright. Subject, you're awesome. Hey, guys. Been listening since day one, and you guys legit make my day every time I hear your pod. I listen every week, and I really hope to meet you guys in Taggart someday. I went to Algonquin College, and just to let Dan know, CKDJ's still kicking. You guys are unreal, 
and I'd love a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Is y'all are not too busy. Miss you guys CK on TSN. DJ. Jay, good luck with the baby, and Dan, good luck with the building crack problem. You guys made me want to broadcast sports, and Jay, when I found your book, I can't put it down. Oh, nice. I wish I went to college with you, Dan. We would lift a few too many at the hunting camp. Lifted a few too many. Hope you all enjoy the L.A. winter. Thanks for the nice email, Connor. That's really nice. Very. <laughs> I forgot to mention, I should, shout out to Ryerson. They inducted me into the Radio and Television Arts ah. Wall of Fame wow. this Sorry. past weekend. Who else is on there? Uh, Michael Landsberg. Whoa. Valerie Pringle. What? Wayne and Schuster. Wow. Whoa, comedic legends. Why so, aren't they on the wall? That's a good question. Maybe they should be on next. Wayne and Schuster. Sure. Mike's <laughs> like, eh, whatever. Yeah. We got, we got you in. Oh, he's coming in? Yep. All right. Coming in. Here we go. Um... This is exciting. Well, not yet. Okay, let me read this one. (laughs) He's coming in. He's coming in. He's here right now. Not right now, but not this second. Here he is in a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) This one's from... Please put your hands together, but hold them apart (laughs) for the moment. One moment. Standdan.com. Almost. (laughs) Any minute now. Begin your clap. (laughs) Wait. Slow clap. (laughs) Okay, I have to cough, and I'm going to do it off mic. Can you read this Derek in Ottawa one, Toolsy? Yeah. Derek in Ottawa. Subject, this is a great idea. Hey, guys. I was just thinking about this whole... What? I was just thinking about this while listening to you guys. (laughs) I was thinking about this whole... You all seem to be such good friends after all these podcasts Mm -hmm. together, so I thought it might... Well, we know who's not good friends. Oh, here we go. We're here. All right. Yes. Come on in. How was... We apologize if the microphone smells like garlic. We just had uh, Danielle here, and she had a garlic sandwich. How was traffic? Hell? Uh, Whoa! Whoa. (laughs) We didn't do that on purpose. His chair shrunk. Uh, Uh, Sorry about that. Traffic is usual. Yeah. Here, I'll just come down. I got a nice... There. Well, yeah. I'll, well, I'll come down. I got well yeah. ac- acquainted with your uh, your foyer there. Oh, what? Wait, you weren't waiting, were you? Yeah, I've been here for like a half hour. <laughs> what? Security, what? security didn't tell them. I don't know. I gave Mike, Mike, my, my, it's, I don't think it's Mike's fault, but my, I don't. Are we on? We're not recording. Right? Yes, we are. Yeah, oh. we're. This is all. <laughs> all right, well, might I, might I suggest not hiring? Uh, you know, septuagenarian uh, security guards to work the phones. <laughs> what? The woman so appeared wait, wait, to call Melissa. Apparently. She appeared to be what? 79 years old, this lady. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. I thought you were sending Mark down to get yeah. them. It's all good. It's all to work. Oh, I don't want to get Okay, but wait, wait. Here's the big problem. As bad as that is, uh, when do you guys have to get back to the Roxy? Like now? Do you have uh, to be there like tomorrow? It's, it's all good. We'll be. There's a little leeway. It's all good. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I know. No, just, we're gonna get. We're gonna get someone fired. We're getting here. Mike fired. Probably yeah. me. Yeah, Mike, we're getting me. someone fired. Mike's okay. mom did make us cookies. You want a cookie? I'm okay, thank you. Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna up. try these out. They these aren't poisoned, are they? Yeah, look, and is that cookie? So has your mom really ever listened good. to the podcast? How about one of these? You can't. She's not a fan. She has. She didn't like it. Dan just brought this back for us. You have coffee crisp. Oh, do I have a coffee crisp? I've got a. Oh man. 
coffin, Chris. Yeah, they oh, look at that. They changed That's their for marketing. You, my friend. And, you deserve that. Thank and you. the Smarties yeah, sure. aren't Smarties for Halloween. They're Scaries, oh, I think. These out there, Scaries. Nice. Nestle going all out for the Halloween season. So how are things? You last time we spoke. You were like on one of our first ever podcasts. Like the, probably the I first. I think you were the second, maybe. Yeah, I was in Cleveland. I was in my bunk on my bus. Uh, we're in a van now, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, we're. It was. Uh, uh, we were in Cleveland. You guys were asking about like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? But, like it was the usual tour where you like don't have time to do anything, so right. you're just rushing around. And uh, life is good, man. I mean, we're in, we're in California for crying out loud. It's. Yeah. I, I wish we were in. Uh, in Toronto for the the playoffs, but uh, I know you guys are because you were p- playing because we've been watching so much Blue Jays. I saw you guys played like a fan fest thing yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. What was that all about? Uh, we played outside the stadium, and I think in like other years it might have been like not the greatest, right? But this year was amazing. There's yeah. like people all over the place, and then uh, we went inside, and uh, uh, I threw a first pitch out last year. So this year Ryan threw one, and he threw like you know outside corner it looked pretty good it did look good actually and uh and then we and then uh, we went on the radio uh we we're talking with with mike wilner there up in uh yeah he's and, a cantankerous guy he is he is <laughs> i got under his skin a little bit uh but he uh jose batista hit a, a deep blast to left field and and wilner wasn't saying anything so i jumped in with the home run call nice oh yeah. he got mad oh i must not no no he loved it he loved it. okay yeah. okay fair but, enough uh, um, getting back to the the ceremonial first pitch, the Jays need to do it better. It's it's lost in the shuffle at a Jays game. Like yeah. you don't even know what's going on. Before we did it this year, some uh, crazy guy with crazy eyebrows. It's on billboards in Ontario. Like, like he's like a real estate guy. Oh, not uh, Frank D'Angelo. Maybe oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> some he has crazy eyebrows. Like he's he's probably like fifty. The years guy who old. started Roots. Uh, he's got crazy. Does he ever? You know, it was a great Eugene Levy. Also crazy eyebrows. Yeah. You know what's the craziest eyebrows is the is Juice Man Jay. Remember that guy? The guy no. who had the Juice Man Junior and all that stuff? No, like he a, looked like a carrot. He was orange skin oh, and he had yeah. crazy like off his face. Actually, eyebrows. even crazier than that, Larry his life, J.R. Ewing, did right. the same thing where the old guys their eyebrows are getting long, but instead of trimming them, just yeah. feathers them. Yes. Like it's the seventies. They don't go to a good barber. I always love going to a barber and they're cutting the, the eyebrows yeah. on the dudes. <laughs> But do you like doing that kind of stuff, I, like like throwing out the first pitch and stuff like that? Do you, is it fun still for you guys to yes. do stuff like that? Yeah. Well, sports stuff and then especially the Blue Jays stuff this year is crazy yeah. because it's just so much fun. But, yeah, I mean, that stuff's that's pretty good stuff. Like, people can't comprehend. I don't think people in the States realize how long it's been for the Jays. Obviously, you can put a number on it. It's been 22 years. Yes. But generations of people have grown up. There. There's Juice. There. Oh, my Thank God. Wow. Look at that. That's that is crazy. He's like a villain. Um, but generations of people grew up never caring or giving a shit about the Jays. Yeah, okay. Because so, I, I remember when the Jays, sorry to cut in, when they won their first pennant in 85, that's when I became a fan. Like, I, I couldn't get enough of them. Yeah. So now, finally, a new crop of people are going to be Jays fans for life. My brother and I, uh, were, we have a Canadian father and an Australian mother. Our dad's from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And we, we we came back. We we were born in Australia, and we came from Australia to Canada in 1995. So the first year that I really got into baseball was post-strike baseball, and just about the beginning of the horrible stretch of Blue Jays seasons. Oh yeah, sure. They won in 92, 93, 94 was a strike, and the team was already looking pretty suspect by then. And yeah, it's been nothing. It's but, tough to uh, even name players on those teams. Uh, well, like Paul <laughs> Molitor was still on the team in 95. There's a lot of like sort of like I can hear like. 
I don't know how Canadian the listenership of the show is, but like it's can, very I, Canadian. I yeah. can hear like Brian Williams doing the games, mm-hmm. like Paul Spall Jerick, <laughs> like <laughs> and like uh, and Tilson Brito and, and Huck Flenner. Like, yeah, the, Delgado was sort of like our bright shining light for a while there, and yep. other than that, it was pretty dim. Sean Green in his yeah. younger days. Have yeah. the Jays decided who's throwing out the first pitch um, Thursday? Well, that, because there, there was a there was a big Twitter thing. People were trying to get Roy Halladay to do it. That'd be awesome. I see. I, when, I don't like when old guys do it. When, when former players do it, unless they're really old, like when it's like you know, like you know, fifty or like seventy year old Tom Seaver goes out there and just throws right. a strike. And right. But I, I like it for Roy because he never got to experience this as a. Jay. I think that's why oh, cool. everyone wants. So he wants would, to the do place it. would go nuts. He would throw a heater too. He's yeah, not going to lob cool. that. Thing. And then maybe we just put him in the pen. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just goes into the pen immediately. Can't be worse than Aaron Loop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Roy Holiday doesn't. I'm he sure. doesn't have a contract. He doesn't care. He's got enough cash. He's got he's pride fine. though. He doesn't. He doesn't want to show up as a throw a ceremonial for his pitch, right? Does he? Uh, he yeah, it's good. It's. I mean, it's a good uh, question. He's such a pro. Does anyone really know Roy Halladay? So you don't really know what he's thinking. Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe he doesn't want to do that. Fine, bring in Garth Orge. Bring in Orge. I was going to say Cito. Cito Gaston, man. Well, that would Cito be great. Would be good. Yeah. yeah, Cito would be good. Uh, at the start of the year, Dusty Baker was on our That's show That's so here. true. We he never talk about this. He predicted the Jays to win the World Series. Yeah. And he did it before they even obviously did any trades because this was the, the beginning of the year. Now, no one, and I mean no one was with him, and basically everyone was calling him insane. Yeah. Well, he did. Remember, remember when he let his, his one-year-old kid play uh, oh, yeah. the boy? Oh, yeah. Little Dusty, yeah. And, and uh, who had to he was one. Up, remember who had to pick him up off of home plate? J.T. Snow or right, something. Right, right. It was like he died. Yeah. And, and, and then you're always wondering, like, that's his grandson, right? Nope, that's his son. Yeah. What? Oh, that's his I know he played with Hank Aaron. Like he's an old guy. <laughs> he's an old man. Yeah. But you know, good for him. He's um, having kids. Is Whip Around going on tonight? Because uh, you could meet Frank. Frank Thomas. He works with her. He's what? awesome. I don't know. Well, oh, the big hurt. Yeah, yeah. The big hurt works for former it. Jay at one point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah maybe not his best. The best time of his no, career. No, he probably likes yeah, it's to remember. On tonight. We, we gave him. Oh, thanks, Mike. You know about that, but you make our guests wait for half an <laughs> mm-hmm. hour in the lobby. I shouldn't have shut. Uh, <sighs> I can't believe that. Okay, it's let's talk good. about the new album. I want to. Sure. Uh, so here's Engineer Jim. Did you get my cool. message? Yeah, I made Jim? a. I made a list. Actually. Okay, so we're gonna play Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. Ewan's gonna give some suggestions. Before you do that, though. Yeah. Jim, you've been listening to the band, and you yeah. you mentioned Derek and the Dominoes. Like you, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned just who the band reminds you of and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, sonically and uh, sort of uh, influences. Uh, I, 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 first of all, I think you guys are great. Thank great you. band. I really, really, really like the record. And uh, you know, I I had heard so, some of like you know your singles from the earlier stuff too but i wasn't super familiar with everything and i went back and checked it all out you guys are great a great band Thanks, uh man. and um it's true rock and roll absolutely and I, I i love the sound i love the vibe that you guys are going for and it just kind of reminded me like you know like uh blind faith and you yeah. know Derek and the dominoes and like uh, you know all those great records like uh you know, like uh, stuff like Jimmy Miller produced. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He did like, uh, you know, some of the Stones, like Beggar's Banquet and Sticky Fingers and Goat's nice. Head Soup yeah. and stuff like that. And Absolutely. I just kind of heard like a great organicness in your sound and your songs and your songwriting and 
is great stuff like you know Delaney and Bonnie and Spencer yeah. Davis and all that stuff, man. Yeah, I definitely was obsessed with like Derek and the Dominoes and Delaney and Bonnie for a, a long period. Uh, yeah, guy, you know, dudes with guitars doing sort of like soulful rock and roll. I guess is kind of yeah like, is how that goes. And you it's mentioned great, uh, Jim Sullivan. Yeah, Jim and. Sullivan. One of your new songs, one of the songs on the new uh, I was talking about uh, Jim Gordon. Oh, Jim Gordon. Sorry, yeah. Jim Gordon. We yeah, have two, that's right. We have two songs. With, you have Jim uh, Sullivan. Jim Sullivan, yeah. And Jim, and Jim Gordon. Uh, yes. Jim, Go- Jim Gordon is one of the great, uh, the greatest drummers of all time. He, yeah. played on a, he was in the Derek and the Dominoes, and he played on a million like recordings. And, uh, and then he uh, kind of famously uh, murdered his mother. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. about we all it's a fun little, yeah, yeah. It's a fun little story. Kind of went insane yeah. a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good times. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim Gordon. <laughs> I was listening to the record today. I'm like, you have Jim Gordon, Jim Sullivan. Yes. If you had a trilogy, it'd be cool if you wrote a tune about comedian Jim Gaffigan. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and it'd just be called Working Clean or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's the famous Working Clean comedian. <laughs> Yeah. We, do we have Seamus? What, what do you say over there? I said we had a, a Jim Gaffigan song. Didn't, didn't make the record. Didn't, yeah. Make, yeah, didn't was, make the record. It was really a crappy <laughs> song. Yeah. Um, I love the new record too because I love, and because Seamus is here and we could talk about, like, I love the keyboard sounds. Like, I love the yeah. slow songs. Yeah. The slow songs sound so great. And I just love the atmosphere of that keyboard. You know, I think it sounds so good, the sound yeah, you guys got. Know. Where did you guys record this one where did you do this we one? uh we went up to stony lake ontario which is funny because we that's not far from where it's in my hood near yeah. Peter Bro. Yeah. yeah yeah it's beautiful up there it's so nice we had this big uh this big house that we rented and we just we took a bunch of gear from toronto and montreal and uh we brought up an engineer from memphis our buddy matt and uh we just kind of did it real sort of grassroots laid back kind of style and uh it's funny because like our press stuff it says stony lake ontario we played up in San Francisco on the weekend at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass, which is a massive festival. And uh, the DJ there introduced us as being from Stony Lake, <laughs> oh, Ontario, which, right. as people know, is pretty offensive. And we, I mean, we literally, <laughs> we, nothing against Stony Lake, yeah. but we literally have a Saskatchewan flag on the stage right. while we perform. But right. I guess it's not that recognizable. Well, maybe not down here. Well, we, we used to have a Saskatchewan-looking merchandise, uh, like a shirt. It had the colors of the Saskatchewan flag. And people in America would constantly be like, uh, give me one of those Rastafarian uh, shirts. <laughs> do you guys do your own Experience Regina song now? Do you know Experience Regina? No. no we're from Saskatoon, though. Yeah, I know, but this is a great tune. Have okay. you heard it? No. Patrick, can you cue that up? Um, when you put it on an album now, because of the the reemergence of vinyl, do you have to put it on vinyl? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we prefer to because I find that that's, I mean, you sell it for more than you sell a CD, and there's people who are would buy a CD, probably would just be happy buying a, an iTunes download yeah. or whatever. Well, you listen to every song when you have an album because you aren't yeah. just like putting one song on and lifting the, the needle well, up. Like Ewan's Instagram account, which you guys should all follow, is incredible because I don't. So you must spend all your free time just checking racks of vinyl at record stores wherever you go because you have so many great records you post yeah. on your Instagram. But how many records bit. do you have? Do you know? I don't know. I don't have that many, but it's it's all killer. There's no there's no uh, right, right. There's no chaff. Pare it down to the best stuff. Exactly. Well, right. Seamus and I were looking at a place in Santa Cruz yesterday on the way down, but I mean, we're, yeah, we try, I mean, I've been looking stuff back. It used to be back to Saskatoon, but now I live in Toronto, but uh, yeah, that's that was the most expensive thing to ship out with all that. <laughs> oh, damn, yeah. it's They're so not light. freaking heavy, man. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an Anne Murray record? I don't, but I had Anne Murray on my. We actually tweeted a picture of Anne Murray. If you today. go, you into, did that uh, that from the Troubadour, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a very cool picture. No offense like, to Anne, but if you go to any bargain bin at a record store, there's an Anne Murray album there. 
I can tell you there's Anne Murray, there's Nana Mascara, or whatever her name is. Mascara, right. yeah. Mascara, yeah. Her Christmas uh, album's great. That's a good yeah. one to pick. Little toy trains, little toy tracks. I'm going to put the hair. That's, yeah, that, Here's that's... Experience Regina. Seamus, you could kill it with this yeah. right here. What a tune. Get ready. This could be big now. <laughs> here it is. Regina. Like you, this would be good for your vocal range too. (laughs) I can hit that. Yeah. (laughs) Lyrically not brilliant. Lyrically not. You're not gonna get a ton more than this. Oh my I also, God. I also imagine you can break down. I also imagine that uh, former Regina Mayor Pat Fiaco. Yeah. He used to have like a killer mullet. I always imagine him like in his truck just cranking this on the way to City Hall all the time. Like, I'm just going to kill it today. Do you remember the old Ryder Pride? Did you ever hear the old Ryder Pride yeah, song? Yeah, is it green as the color? You got that Ryder Oh, no, that's a different one. One. It was similar like late 80s era. Like basically we figured out that like there was a certain era of Canadian local civic themed songs that were all inspired by Toto like the like <laughs> right. basically like smooth rock from the 80s right right yeah, yeah. Uh, did you session, hear who guys. was here Monday and Jay went to the concert no who's that I went to Toto? see it was Toto <laughs> it was all the guys from Toto it was just non-stop <laughs> Africa one after the other Don't uh, Rosanna it oh, was yeah. um uh tragically Oh, nice. So they're doing fully completely front to back. Yeah, I heard And about they that. were at the Will Term. And it was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was weird to be at that show with Americans who didn't know the band at all. And Why were a, they there? Just to have a good time. Just to get mom. Who, yeah, just music fans. Just music <laughs> I'll fans. I'll just go to a show I don't know nothing about. <laughs> you know what? It was in amazing. a land, in a city filled with entertainment. <laughs> yeah, tons of things to do. No, yeah. I'm going to go see this band that was huge in Canada. Yeah, I. But they, it was funny because you know the history, right? And you know about yeah. Gord, and Gord's pretty crazy up there, and yes. he does some weird stuff. And I'm just like, okay, no, that's Gord. But everyone else is like, what's with this guy? Is he trying to be like David Byrne or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, he's, he's, you know, he's like a kind of a Michael Stipe type, type, you know. He's like, yes, he's got like a, he's a kind of a poet, but you know, and the rest I, of the band's super tight. I was watching him play one time, and he does all his like crazy like mic stand balancing and yeah. catching, right? And, exactly. And, and I led into a conversation about the greatest bald frontman of all time, <laughs> right? Because you got like uh, Michael Stipe, yeah. Gord Downey, yeah, uh, Rob Halford from Judas, oh, Priest. Judas Priest. What about we we another band Ozzy with us and he said they're very much like Midnight Oil. Oh man, I know exactly. So yeah. him, right? Uh, I mean, live. Yes, right. Uh, yeah. Does no. Billy Joel count? He's bald now. Is he bald? It's later. No, we're going. In his peak, Billy. he had a good thick young. head of hair. You're going on the Wall of Fame. Yeah, the All sheep right, dogs sweet. are going on the Wall of Fame here. Uh, who is your favorite uh, Canadian band besides yourselves? Um, that's a good question. I'm, I really like uh, Sam Roberts is a really good. Has a really good band and yeah, and uh, shame. Well, can we get Seamus to sign this? Oh too? yeah, yeah. Bro- it, uh, the Sadies are a little lesser known, but they're a they're a fantastic band. We just hung out with them in San Francisco. I don't so they are they in Canada? Are they hanging out down here all the time now? Like they work with Nico Case a lot. Yeah, they they're kind of like I mean they backed up everybody from like Mike Nesmith to like Nico Case as you said, or like yeah. uh, and like all kinds of old folks and 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 young and. They're they're just they they're they're out of Ontario. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I heard Sam Sam Roberts. Sorry to interrupt. Sam Roberts yeah. is like the nicest guy on earth. Yeah, man, he's super nice. Yeah. Um, this what was the song that I couldn't think of? 
Let, all, your, all your American listeners. Let it like, in. Ugh. Sam Roberts, Let It In, one of the greatest songs ever. Okay. I just had to dial that. Uh, now, why? On my phone. You and know why? Did you, Seamus, also move to Toronto? Yeah. Okay, so why why the move to the T dot? Just an industry thing, or a... uh, you know, kind of a combination of things. Uh, our our mom retired from the University of Saskatchewan and, and moved back to Australia, and so that oh. was the end of our family home in, in Saskatoon. Our, our dad and grandpa and uncle and aunts and stuff are still there, but uh, we spent so much time away and uh, and just. It was just kind of a, a change, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's a great city. Yeah. Do you have Australian passports? Uh, we don't, we, uh, but uh, it should be no problem to go back over there. We're going for Christmas. So, so do you, you know, after having lived, lived in Saskatoon, I'm kind of fascinated by this because you yeah. were in Saskatoon for a long time. Yeah, uh, home, hometown such, always. Right. It's such a, and it's such a fun city. Like Dan and yes. I, every time we go back to do a speaking gig or anything, uh, we go to the Yard and Flagon where yes. you guys both work. Uh, yes. Yeah, the most terrifying stairs on earth. Those stairs must oh, have killed so many patrons. The ones that go up to the upstairs patio. It's to the deck oh, on yeah. top. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or to your death. Yes. And, to the deck or your death. And the girls would have like trays. <laughs> they would be balancing trays of drinks up those those stairs. But that's stairs. where I first met you. And right. We were there for the craft celebration tour. Correct. I think. Yes, you were. I believe I was bartending. And yeah. I was wearing uh, uh, the old. Pi- uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pillbox hat that right, for right. some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, go Pirates today. Good luck against the Cubs. And you, uh, yeah, you ended up joining us and, and yeah, yeah. It was just so amazing. Like, what did I, and I think we went later. To the, we went to the, the Cougar Bar. Right. We were at the Cougar Bar. And you and I were standing outside uh, hanging out. Yes. And where's this going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but I just remember uh, one of the guys who's with us was getting like in a fight or something with some. You know, it was a classic Saskatoon situation yeah. at the end of the night. You know, a few guys had had too many or whatever. And I think we just stood there and just assessed the situation. Right. Yeah, I think. Just uh, watch the magic. Yeah, the magic of downtown Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, that's it. Should we play them the Library Voices song? Library Voices recorded a, a song for us. Oh, right on. I know those guys too. Yeah, yeah uh, good Patrick, dudes. can we uh, you let them. So tonight you're at the Roxy. Yes. This is pretty exciting playing the Sunset Strip. Yeah, man, I've been. We, we played at a, uh, the Troubadour, I think. Yeah, before. well, that's historic. Yeah. Yes. Well, they beat it. They they sure like to tell you that it's historic. All these places <laughs> down here. <laughs> they really do. They beat you over the head with it. Hey, listen to that. Nice. This is good Saskatchewan stuff. You got yeah. a lot of Saskatchewan ties, man. Yeah, we we do. We we really love the province. And my um, whole family's from there, so I'm, and you I still, you, I know you started there on Sports Line. Yeah, on Sports Line in Saskatoon, at Global, right out by the uh, the airport. I there. still watch that to see if I get on any highlights when I played football. That's right, high school football. <laughs> I mean, football was so huge in Saskatoon. Still I had is, no yeah. idea how big it was there, like well, um, how massive the U of S Huskies were, the Hilltops yeah, leading hilltops up to the Huskies. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and then. I mean, and the riders, I mean, although this year has been abysmal, but the whole, the last 10 years has been fantastic. Although when I'm in the nineties, I remember literally my dad would, he was in like BC doing city and like, I would tape Rough Rider games off the radio for him. Wow. On, on like these horrible cassettes that were all different lengths. Like they weren't like commercial cassettes. They were something else. And so, like, I'd have to, like, watch the thing and then change it. And, like, he'd come home and have these five cassettes and he'd listen to, like, a three-and-a-half-hour Rough Rider, like, audio <laughs> broadcast. 
Like what losers we were in the, before the internet. Now. Yeah, okay. I know. Sorry about your riders this season. Yeah, um, they stink. Yeah. Before we let you go, can you pick your favorite Canadian on our Canadian wall? We'll of let, fame? We'll let yeah. both you guys do it. Three favorites each. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Now that's that you lot. guys are on. Oh, I, I got to go with Roddy Roddy right there. Oh, Roddy, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, the recently R. I. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah. soon. Born I know. In, and born in Saskatoon as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I'm, I, I see Phil Hartman over there. Oh, He's yeah. like the Again, greatest. Again, tragic. Yes. And That's uh, not the way you want to go. No, no, sir. No, no. no. Oh, and I see, uh, I see the greatest mustache in rock and roll, Burton Cummins, right, right over there. there. Speaking the of who. great bands, right? I mean, these what? guys. Uh, Stomp and David Tom. Suzuki's over here, Seamus. If you can't see him, Dave, oh, yeah. David Suzuki and Fergie Jenkins. We're, we're just down pointing here. out all the great facial hair at this point. Though. Yeah. Right? Uh, do you guys know <laughs> that uh, Stomping Tom? He got his nickname in my hometown because they wrote an article. They said, and Stompin' Tom, because he was stomping the entire time. That's where he got labeled Stompin' Tom. That's one hell of a story, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) This is is unbelievable. Isn't that, I mean, that's I've seen that photo before. Uh, And then I saw this guy on Monday at the hip concert. I asked him if he needed a ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was insulted. Were you guys huge fans of Corner Gas? What a show! No, no, nah. I mean, how good are those guys? Oh, but we're from there, so I don't like. I don't need to see. I mean, I don't live in a. We didn't live in a small town. Yeah, I mean, it was was a little too close to home for us. Uh, Hit a little too close. (laughs) I I understand. I met uh, Brent Butt though, and he he didn't wasn't very friendly. Oh really? (laughs) Oh, I heard he's a nice guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, it was this thing where it's like, hey, you're both from Saskatchewan. Oh yeah, it's like. Yeah. All right. See. People ya. try to push <laughs> you together. See, I yeah. can see, I can see Brent like not liking that. He didn't care. Yeah. And I, I was get, like, all right, I'm not gonna push this. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe in a different situation. I you like, guess will be at a you got Duffy house up party here? or something. Yeah, James yeah. Duffy. Yeah, that's stretching it a bit. Do, Do we makes... still have Ben Mulrooney up here? Ben Mulrooney. Uh, oh, Mulrooney got knocked he off. He got moved. Line. Yeah. Is that Rich Little? Yes. He is. Is he Canadian. He yeah. Is. I didn't know that. The man of a million voices. Yeah. And and Pam uh, Pam Anderson over here. Yeah, yeah. That's before she got all worked. She looked, yeah, she looked great. Yeah, before she ruined herself. Oh, man, oh Stoico yeah. too. That's good. Pam Anderson discovered in Peterborough. Really? No, no Vancouver, no, she right? Wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Enough of the Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, well, that should be the subtitle of the podcast, the Jane Dan podcast. Enough of the Peterborough. Well, am I supposed to stump the Schwab or something, or that's a different? Yeah. Thing? So let's do this. We'll do six degrees of engineer Jim. So, uh, so we asked you and to come up with a with a suggestion. Okay. Uh, well, I have a whole. F- I mean, should I go obscure or should I go Canadian or should I go? Uh, I sh- well, that's good. really up to you. I would say Canadian will be tougher, so I'd say don't go Canadian. Okay, I had uh, I was listening to a lot. I like, I like Southern rock a lot, so I was listening to the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Uh. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Wow>. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um. Uh. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Is there any moonshine involved? Or like, uh, <laughs> it's like, no, um, uh, I I got to hang with a couple of those guys uh, uh, at Billy Bob Thornton's house. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and Billy used to have a band, uh, like a ZZ Top cover band. Yeah, and he he also worked as a roadie for a while, and he actually roadied for those guys. Really. And uh, at one point in time, they were all over Billy's house, and we were kind of <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Speaking of Southern, the, Southern Rock, you yeah. the Marshall well, Tucker band then? My, I, do I know them? Not, Not Jim like Dandy. I, I, I never hung at 
Billy Bob's house. So I Not know. what yeah. do you like, like the Marshall Tucker one? I know a little bit of their stuff. They're a little more 80s from. Oh, wait, they had the. the I want to write no, down. No, no, Marshall questions. Tucker's from like Can't write You down See. Dance you know? Yeah, yeah, Can't You See is pretty good. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Do you Take know the, the specific Sam Roberts song? <laughs> I was just Did saying it's a good song. Did you know where Tom Connors got his nickname? Okay, what's your next one? Okay, keep going. One more. Oh, I'm going to keep it in the same uh, oh, in the same vein here. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I should go different. No. Okay. Black Oak, Arkansas. Another good uh, southern rock band. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, he's digging deep. They probably were at the same party, though. I'm going to get Yeah, I, I don't... I'm not sure. Uh, maybe they were. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all a little gray. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. little gray area there. Yeah, that's why, that's why I was talking about not Jim Dandy, because I right. think he was... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't Hot, I don't hot and Nasty. That Stump Rules. Yeah, Stump it's a great song. Yeah. How, about, great song. how about the greatest concert you ever saw at the Roxy where they're playing tonight? Oh, boy. I saw some good shows there. Um, I, there's a bar in Saskatoon that used to be called the Roxy, and I saw a guy fall off stage and hit his head one time. <laughs> really? <laughs> I kind of remember yeah. that place. It was ba- it was a basement place. Like they changed the name every few years. Right. Was, yeah. Hey, the Pat's not around anymore, is it? The Patricia Hotel. No, That's it, not it got it's gone. It's actually the whole building's gone. I I was a 19 year old bouncer there at the Pat. Oh yeah. Oh, some crazy. <laughs> you must have seen my friend. I, I worked like tea party shows and like. Uh, <laughs> I remember the Tea Party performing and uh, that Jeff Martin guy. In the river. There's unbelievable stories about him. You just ask any Canadian musician. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, but he, I remember him coming out and he's just like, I'm not feeling too well, so I'm not going to say much. Tonight, I'm just going to rock. <laughs> Didn't he think he was like the second coming of Jim Morrison or something? Like that? Yeah, he was like a bloated Jim Morrison. But and that, Well, later era Jim Morrison. So can yeah. you tonight on stage <laughs> say, say those exact words? <laughs> I'm just going to run. <laughs> it would actually be amazing. You'll get such a great reaction to that, I it's bet. Such a small reference. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's uh, true. Such a minute. Small sample size. Have you ever heard Chad Kruger? Talk on stage, it's great. It's just no. like that. He'd be like, "I met him though. I've been all around the world." And people are like, oh, yeah. "But the best weed I've ever had is right here." And then you just sit. And people just go nuts. Yeah. yeah, you know, there there is an art to that kind of like <laughs> that's like if you try to say anything that's more than like everybody makes some. No, <laughs> like it basically, anyone's like, huh? You have you to can't... have that inflection. You basically just have to say something real dumb and like yeah. <laughs> just like that. Yeah, crowds are dumb. So you can say crowds that tonight too. Yeah, let's do uh, I, let's do one I, more. I, okay, well, I did. Uh, you were talking about shows at the Roxy. Yeah, I did record. Uh, I think I told you this: a concert for UNICEF there uh, with uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, James Taylor. Yes, um, you were saying that. Like a Robert Cray, Los Lobos. It was an amazing show. Yeah, nice. really, really bye, great show. Bye, bye. It was Don't a lot they of fun. sing Los, Los Lobos sing that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ewan's, Ewan's next one. What's Ewan's next one? Uh, well, we've been listening to a lot of smooth music in our van lately, and I was going to say we've listened to a lot of Michael McDonald. Oh, wow. Oh. Yes. 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 Yeah. So uh, love uh, that music though. I'd a good a good friend of mine, guy by the name of we'll call him Raz, 
<laughs> is uh, Michael McDonald's front of house guy slash uh, tour manager nice. slash production manager, and he's been working with him for years. Oh man, the voice yeah. of the seventies. Right Do you have there. a Michael oh, yeah. McDonald impression impersonation? Oh yeah, there, uh, be like. Uh, uh, <laughs> wish I see what a fool believes. Like you got it, yeah. <laughs> As he rises to his apology, everybody else could surely know. That is pretty f- great. What a fool believes. So start wow. like you're wow, you can hit the high note too. Wow. <laughs> nice, has the power. Well done. Thank you. Have you seen nice. the SCTV uh, skit? The Rick Moranis. And I've got such a long way to go. <laughs> Barely makes it in time. Yeah. I, the best, part of, so that, the best part of that awesome. is he's like rushing for the whole sketch. <laughs> rushing, rushing. Pulls in, parks, runs in, opens the door of the studio. And like casually, he's like, yeah. hey, what's up? And then he runs into the booth. And he's like, like looking at paperwork. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. He comes out, he he's, signs something. He sees what he's getting paid. He's like, he what? No, the, I'm not getting paid enough for this. But to uh, rush the whole way and then casually do the, hey, guys, what's up? Like just, Speaking of rushing, we got so a, funny. our uh, producer Moranis. for tonight, Sean Keegan, just was. Uh, oh, okay. He well, these guys got to go too. All right, um, guys, it was awesome we having you both here. Hour. We could hang out for hours. Having you guys. Um, and I wish we could come to the show, but we have to do this and, television show. And your album, uh, uh, if people want to buy the vinyl, yeah, Future Nostalgia. Yeah, go to the thesheepdogs.com. We're on all the usual uh, social media stuff. Did too, someone so. else have sheepdogs.com? Uh, well, we're we have the in our band name, so it just kind of worked from there. There you go. Do you, yeah. you guys record analog, <laughs> digital? You, did you guys you come guys, as a package deal when ne- you came down here? Yeah. Next time, you guys, you, next time I you go to you guys two, two inch things tape are going to happen. Or, uh, yeah, should we use radar? I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, radar. Yeah, I am. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, we were, where we were staying, it was, we, was going to be too unreliable to have tape and stuff. We figured, so we used the best possible converter, I think. Radar yeah, I, I, no, I think radar sounds great. Yeah. 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 Right on. Stony Lake, man. What a great place to record an album. It's not bad. More like Stoner Lake. I get exactly (laughs) where you're reading. Um, Next time, Dan will not be asking any questions. Why? (laughs) And Mike will not be arranging any of your transportation. Honestly, amazing to have you guys here. Have a great show tonight. Have a great show tonight. Thanks, fellas. All right. Thanks for being here. If we weren't working, we'd be there. Awesome. Uh, See you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Elvis has just left the building. So long, my time here is up. They're going home. Have a great one.